This is Reconceived with Leonard and Ben. I'm Leonard. And I'm Ben. And this is a podcast devoted to taking a different topic each week and reconceiving your ideas about them. So, well, first let's introduce ourselves further. Uh, Ben, who are you? I am a man Mm. with, with time on my hands, he said to himself. Mm-hmm. And, well, let's see. My biography, I'm not quite sure what to include in here. Uh-huh. Let's, let's, uh, let's just do the rundown. Okay. I am in high school. Mm-hmm. I love speaking. Mm-hmm. And I love the Lord. Amen. I think that's the, the three most basic attributes of myself that I could boil it down to. I've been described as intelligent. Although that's the jury's still out on that. <laughs> well, I think we can uh, both relate largely to all of those main points, and I think we can also relate that we are both introverts. Yes, wholeheartedly so. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are most certainly an introvert. I am most certainly an introvert. Definitely both introverts. Yeah, but a lot of people seem to be confused about that. They, I, I am not a very shy person. And so a lot of people think automatically that I must be an extrovert. Yeah, same. Well, I don't, they don't make quite the same assumptions about me, but I'm not terribly shy. Mm-hmm. Terribly. I, I'm still pretty shy. Like, yeah. I don't initiate conversations with strangers, but I, I'm outgoing if I need to be. Right. And so there, there's a lot of stigma and misunderstanding behind introverts. And so I thought for our first topic that we are going to reconceive people's minds about it should be about introverts. That's brilliant, Leonard. Thank you. So the first thing that I really wanted to look into is the actual science behind introverts and extroverts. Because it is dealing with people and how people work, there has to be at least some research and study behind that, right? Yeah, there certainly is. A very good research that I found was from the University of Iowa. This University, they conducted an experiment in 1999 using PET scans, which basically monitors the blood flow of people's brains, and that flow indicates what parts of people's brains they really use. And so what they found is when they examined a bunch of extroverts and a bunch of introverts, introverts have more activity in the frontal lobe, which is used for things like remembering, planning, and problem solving while extroverts had more activity in the areas involved with sensory processing. So that's dealing with listening, watching, driving, things like that. Now, based off of that evidence, they eventually came to the conclusion that this means that whether or not someone's an introvert or an extrovert is decided by how their brain stimulates itself. If it stimulates internally by being alone, reading, thinking, and things like that, you're probably an introvert. If it stimulates externally by being around people and at large social events, you're an extrovert. The extroverts uh, Hmm. seek their stimulation from outside sources, while introverts tend to look towards themselves to get that stimulation, if that makes sense. Yes, it makes total sense. I've also heard it described as introverts recharge alone, extroverts recharge with other people. Exactly. And introverts, they'll be in a room with a bunch of people and then they'll 
excuse themselves saying that they need to go recharge. And this isn't them just trying to get away from you because they don't like you. I mean, that still could be the case, but the more likely reason is because their brain has literally exhausted its resource and essentially needs to recharge just like a battery. But that alone isn't going to change any people's minds. Obviously, the stereotype behind introverts is still that they don't like to be around people, that they're shy, that they're not good with people. And even though that is very, that was a very fascinating study, that still leaves a one-dimensional view of introverts. So I, I did a little bit more research, and I actually found something that was really, really fascinating having to do with personality tests. Now, Ben, I'm assuming that you have taken something like the Myers-Briggs or something like that, right? 16personalities.com, baby! Yes, I've <laughs> taken it like 18 times. I've gotten a, a variety of different results, most consistently INTJ, which is like the category for all villains. Like the people that associate <laughs> with me is like Scar, Voldemort, uh all these evil, horrible people, uh, Vladimir Putin, people who just commit horrible <laughs> atrocities. So that has nothing to bear on my character, though, of course. Yeah, I think I've taken it once, and I cannot, for the life of me, remember what mine is. I know for certain that it, it began with I, but that isn't actually the personality test that I'm interested in today. Because I found, instead, a very interesting personality test called the Revised Neo-Personality Inventory, or Neo-Pi-R for short. And besides just having the coolest name possible for a personality test, the Revised Neo-Personality Inventory is a personality inventory that examines a person's big five personality traits. So with Myers-Briggs, you have four. With this one, you have five. But... What makes this personality test stand out is the fact that it goes into further detail and subcategorizes the five personality traits into six facets for each. So instead of just getting four or five scores, you're actually getting 30. Okay, wow. Yeah. Now, what this does is it breaks down the components of what makes each five personality traits unique, which helps you as a person understand yourself more. But for us, it actually helps us understand introverts and extroverts as a whole. So the six facets for introversion and extroversion is warmth, gregariousness, assertiveness, activity level, excitement seeking, and finally positive emotion. Now, most people correlate highly with like two of these. Okay, hang on. Let me let me ask some quick clarifications here. Yeah. So... This is a list of how many – that was six criteria you just rattled off. Is that correct? Yeah, that was six facets. I'm going to go into detail. Are those boxes that you check or are those scales that you can be like on one side or the other? Uh, it's most certainly scales. You know, I can be – Okay. I can relate partially to the warmth facet while I don't relate okay. at all okay. to the gregariousness facet. It's very much a gray area. So let's go ahead and break down all six of the right. facets. The warmth facet – deals with how comfortable you are in social situations. It's not dealing necessarily with how much you like people, it just means it can be difficult for you to find the right approach at big social events to actually socialize. And then you also have how quickly you can get to know people in that facet as well. Extroverts in this category, they're very quick to make friends, they're very quick to make conversation, they're not afraid of dealing with large groups of people. But introverts, on the other hand, 
are. This is the category that most people think of when they think of introverts. What's very important to note is that it doesn't just end there. You have five other facets. Right. And that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand about introverts, I think. That is the cause of the misconceptions. Then after warmth, you have gregariousness, which is essentially how much do I like people or how much can I stand being around people? So and this is just random people. This isn't like, you know, your best friends. Well, yeah, just people in general. It goes back to that study from the University of Iowa. This is where that rechargeability of the brain comes into play. Right. It's whether or not being around people expenses that energy you have or if you need to go recharge, you know, that is where this area is dealing with. Okay. It's very important to understand the difference between warmth and gregariousness because those two can very easily be grouped together when really they're two completely separate facets. The next facet is the assertiveness facet. Obviously, this is dealing with how assertive you are. Most introverts of this category waits for everyone else to go online before they get their meal. Then you have the activity level facet, which is dealing with how quickly you respond to situations. Introverts are normally considered deep thinkers, while extroverts of this category are considered quick thinkers. If you have a situation, do you like to think on your feet, taking the situation head on with full force, or do you like to just step back, take a deep breath, Try not to rush into any unnecessary grief. Okay. Then you have the excitement-seeking facet. So if your ideal day is going on roller coasters, going on adventurous road trips, or something else that sounds awful to me, uh, you're probably an extrovert when it comes to excitement-seeking. Okay, so what would you say is the dividing factor between those things? Is it the external stimulation? Is it the the social norms of, you know, jumping into cars isn't usually what introverts like to do. Therefore, if you like to do that, you're an extra. Like, what's the what's the psychologically dividing line between the types of excitement that introverts versus uh, extroverts like to look for? Well, I, I would say that a good rule of thumb dealing with excitement seeking is asking yourself the question of, would you rather avoid busyness or boredom? If you'd rather avoid busyness, then you're probably an introvert when it comes to excitement seeking, if that makes sense. Okay, gotcha. Finally, the last facet in these six facets is the positive emotion. Now, this is not dealing with how happy you are. The positive emotion facet is instead dealing with how much positive emotion you express outwardly. So you could see someone in the corner with a super straight face just sitting there by themselves, and you might think at first that they are full of anxiety, worried, or even depressed, when really they could very well just be a positive emotion introvert who doesn't feel the need to express that happiness all the time. Hmm. So if you were a positive emotion introvert, would smiling itself be difficult for you? Like, Or is it just something that you... You have to be extra happy in order to have it physically manifest itself, or is there some other thing that triggers the external showing of that that internal uh, emotion? I don't think it would be necessarily difficult for you to smile, but the difference between a positive emotion introvert or extrovert is dealing with whether or not that is your neutral expression. I believe that we are sort of on opposite sides of this facet, where I am very much a positive emotion extrovert, 
while you on the other hand uh tend from what i've from our interactions seems to be a more positive emotion introvert of course you smile and you express happiness and joy and whatnot but you are usually a lot more comfortable just talking with a straight face okay the, the, yeah i can see that yeah so from what I understand, it takes an additional amount of stimulation to get them beyond their baseline to express outward emotions. Uh, yeah, I guess you could say that. I don't really feel like the, the study that University of Iowa did uh, necessarily applies to all six of these facets. It largely only applies to the gregariousness facet, but you very well could apply it to all six of these. And I think that that would be a fairly good uh, example of how it could apply here, but... You know, you have to remember to smile, even when you're filled with joy. It's not that you're depressed, it's that you just would rather keep your happiness to yourself, if that makes sense. Okay, now, so the, the common understanding of an introvert, when someone is trying to break down human beings into two categories, introverts and extroverts, mm -hmm. the common idea of an introvert is that they're all of these things introverted, so they're very not comfortable with people they can't handle people very much they don't express emotion outwardly they don't seek any excitement and they're very deep thinkers mm -hmm. but from what i understand from what you're saying this pers particular personality type you can be extroverted on several of those factors and still be considered introverted now how extroverted can you be on this list of five and still count like how do they weight the individual facets well, though you will get a score saying whether or not you're more of an introvert or an extrovert, I'd say that the important thing is to look at each individual facet by itself. I think that the issue that a lot of people get into is when they assume that being an introvert just means one thing, when in actuality it, it has six different parts that are completely separate from each other. So I'd say that when we're looking at introverts and extroverts, we shouldn't focus on what kind of personality type they have, but why they have that personality types, looking at those six facets. This will help us avoid making large assumptions on people and thus help us avoid stereotyping. So are there people who fall smack dab in the middle? And if there are, I'm imagining there would be, would they be their own third category or would they just be considered in the middle of introvert and extrovert? There's actually terms for that. Some people will say that they're a social introvert, but the more official term is what's called an ambivert, someone who is directly halfway between introvert and extrovert. And with a one-dimensional view of this personality type, ambiverts could certainly exist. I would be one of them. I'm fine with people, I just get exhausted from the experience. The issue that arises with ambiverts is when you take into consideration all six facets and look past that stereotype. People would consider me an ambivert, but really, I'm just extroverted when it comes to the warmth facet and introverted when it comes to gregariousness. And that's just taking into consideration two out of the six facets. So hypothetically, yes, you could have someone who was directly in the middle between introvert and extrovert, but because of how much depth these facets have and how they interact with each other, the chances of you finding a person like that is so astronomically low, the chances might as well not exist at all. Hmm. 
those are all interesting thoughts. So the final thing that I want to address today is how important this information really is. For any introvert, it's going to help you better understand yourself, but for the extroverts, this information will apply to any relationship that you have with any introvert whatsoever. Those things that didn't make sense about them, that always confused you about them, will start to make sense. Once you fully grasp this idea of the six facets, your relationships with those introverts in your lives are going to grow exponentially. I know this because I've seen it in other people's families, and I've seen it in my own. Once my family fully understood what it meant to be an introvert, my relationship with my extremely extroverted family members grew further than it ever had before. And this doesn't just apply to a handful of people either. According to statistics, introverts make up 26 to 50% of the population. So knowing this information is crucial for almost any relationship that you have. And if you had any misunderstandings about it, it's so important that those notions be reconceived. Thank you very much for listening to Reconceived. This episode is brought to you by no one, because this is our first episode and no one knows who we are. But I would like to give some thanks. First off to Kevin McLeod for the use of his song, Mining by Moonlight, as our intro. If you would like to find more of his music, you can find it at incompetech.com. Once again, that's incompetech.com. The next thanks that I would like to give is to Caden Seymour for our logo. Caden Seymour is an amazing artist that I would highly recommend you check out. If you would like to find more of their work or to get into contact with them, visit thecadenseymour.com. Once again, that is thecadenseymour.com. Thank you very much for listening and have a great night.